Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show with me, Gillian Godsell. Now, today my guest is Martin Ectors who is Commercial Director of Pollen DeFi and lots more beside. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted because I was going through your LinkedIn profile. You are a man of many parts. So before we talk about Pollen and what it's doing and what you bring to Pollen, I want to rattle through just some of your previous careers and sectors you've worked in and maybe get a feeling for your expertise and your experience. So insurance, you've spent a lot of time in insurance. How disruptive is our modern technologies to insurance products? I, I would say completely disruptive uh, in, in some parts. If you look at like autonomous cars, for instance, uh, they can now impact how we drive. So car insurance will just uh, be completely transformed as an example. Uh, when the car starts driving, you don't have to insure the family anymore uh, that is uh, at the moment driving it. So, so it's those type of things that like are disruptive, but um, I focused on, on many aspects there. I, I put reinsurance on the blockchain. Um, uh, how do you make an engaging mobile app for, uh, for instance, pension customers, uh, workplace pension, or, or like, how do you make it that like claims really um, become easy to do? Hey, you're, you wake up in the morning, your television fell from the wall. How do we make it super easy for an honest customer and super hard for a dishonest customer? Those were the type of things I focused on. Interesting, because isn't, isn't insurance seen so much as a, as a grudge necessity? Because we know to drive a car, well, it's also a legal requirement. Um, but it is frustrating when it seems that sometimes insurance companies do not really want to serve the customer. That's the kind of impression, and they're not very popular a lot of times, but a, a, a lot of that I think is is like the friction. You know, my car broke down. Now why can't I in, uh, sort of affect whatever piece of the, my insurance says that I can get a, a tow truck or a new car or whatever? It, is. it seems very hard to get through. It's a win lose relationship. That's the problem. Like if the insurer pays, then the customer wins and they lose. If the the customer uh, doesn't pay, then the insurer wins. So, so that's sort of where sometimes the friction happens uh, because it's there's no win win possibility in in that model. Uh, some insurtechs have have come up with better models. Mm. So, uh, so that's also part of the of the um, of the innovations, and and that's actually where I focus. So, so I come more from a a software innovation background and i wanted to understand after i worked with like one of the most disruptive software companies in the uk why are like the more traditional companies not using all this great ai uh, blockchain cloud and and other type of technologies iot and so on and that's why uh, i joined them and uh, worked for them for almost okay, four so years. you've been working with blockchain a long while applying it to these different sectors Blockchain is one, so, so I worked with cloud, IoT. So, so for instance, I introduced cloud uh, in 2009 when I was at Nokia. Uh, we, we started making ventures around how can you use it in telecom and, and we built an IoT um, spin-off uh, back then. Uh, I then did cloud strategy. I set up an IoT business and that's where I actually found uh, out in 2016. I presented on DEFCON 1. Um, uh, Vitalik was just after me, and on uh, stage. On stage. So, oh wow! 
So, and, and I was talking about, for instance, the IoT applied to Ethereum. So how can you, for instance, make fridges that have an app store that be mining Ether? And like, if one of the 20 breaks, then like the other 19 could go to Amazon, buy a new fridge for you. Those type of things. Or how could you put an app store on a 3D printer and on a drone and then like with ETH, uh, go and buy on your neighbor's print or something and then use the drone to fly it. Uh, those were the type of things that I was looking into. And I found this very amazing startup uh, back then. Three people uh, took them to Mobile World Congress. They won the award for best IT for years from now. And then when we asked them like, hey, because uh, the second space tourist was my line manager. So he had quite some money. So he wanted to invest in them and they turned him down. And that was the first time that we saw that. Uh, so we're like, okay, you have money from other VCs? No. So how can it be that a three-people company that like needed money to scale their, their thing didn't want money? And that's when um, some months later, they started the DAO. And this company was Slockit and basically created, I don't know if you remember, 2017, Slockit raised 150 million and then 50 million got uh, stolen which um, at, at like last year's eat uh, prices would be billions and, and would have been the biggest uh, heist of, of eat. And that's why Ethereum was split into classic. And okay. Yes. So, oh my goodness. So that's the first, uh, the first uh, time that I was uh, really in touch with Ethereum. And wow. You're back at the, you're a real OJ. OG, OJ, OG, OJ, something, something quite different. So Martin, then also you've worked in climate offsetting. Again, really only possible with blockchain, isn't it? Because of the transparency. So um, I, I advise several customers that I think are innovative. Uh, so this specific one uh, was looking at like, how can we make transparency in a market where there's none? At the moment, you have all these like offsetting projects on the other side of the world, often like in regions where like, people with bribes could like say, hey, don't you see like a million trees being planted here? Yes, yes, I, I see them type of things. So, so with blockchain and with like uh, evidence-based solutions like IoT satellites and all these type of things, you could actually make those things really, really transparent. So, so from like the one side in the world where somebody's picking plastic out of the uh, ocean to on the other side, you're going into a Tesco here and wanting to offset the plastic uh, that you just bought as your grocery. So that's the amazing power of, uh, of tokenization. Uh, and that's what really uh, I'm passionate about. You also work with NFTs and metaverses. Yes. What do you like about them? Well, um, I, I work with NFTs and, and I also, also soulbound tokens, which I'll explain in a second. But like uh, the, the NFT can do so much more than just have an image. It can actually be used for many other things. So this specific customer wants content licensing. And, and the, the really interesting thing is it's a Web2 company with very famous customers that now has a problem that can only be solved with a token. Uh, so we're bringing it into Web3. So unlike anything I've seen out there where like we have a token solution looking for a problem, this is the other way around. And, and uh, so, so clients will be able to find content, license it, and then be going from like what they currently know, which is like 
putting uh, an image on the street on, on, on some uh, boards to like putting it into game five, putting it in the metaverse. And, and so we're working on bringing these top brands from um, the billboards into the metaverse. And then the other area that we've touched on before we talk about pollen, tokenomics. Now yes. that is such a confusing space. People say, oh, I know what tokenomics, and they think about the pie chart show, and that's how we do it. But it's not as simple as that. No, it's it's about uh, bringing utility and through that utility influencing um, that the token value is there for whoever initially invested in it. Uh, that's that's where it all boils down because like two minute projects are like talking up their token value. A lot of marketing uh, money is spent and, and lots of uh, events and other, other type of things, listings and so on. But really it should only about like, are they use, actually using it? And if they're using it, does that really uh, bring win-win situations? So it's all about finding those type of things. You can do a lot of maths, you can do a lot of uh, uh, modeling and so on, but like, it's about use utility. utility. Oh, that's interesting. That does make sense because it goes back to the whole thing about tokenomics and tokens, not securities, but utilities. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay, so that's it. I'm glad to touch on, on a couple of those things, experience that you have and knowledge that you have, expertise that you have. So Pollen, Pollen DeFi 2.0, can you tell me what it is and how did you get involved? You're the commercial director. How did you, are, you, are, you, are you one of the co-founders as well? Uh, I joined just a little bit after, okay. uh, but I've been now there uh, since October. So uh, in, in this space, it's a long time. Um, and let me take a step back and, 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 and uh, talk first about the bigger problem. Mm-hmm. So if you look into today's market uh, and you would have money, where do you invest it in? It used to be very easy, like, like 10, 15 years ago, you'd give it to asset managers. They would deal with it and you didn't have to worry. But then uh, Warren Buffett came along and said, like, Ooh, most of them actually never beat the market and they charge you an arm and, and a leg. And I'll uh, bet uh, a million that like, if I put it into just following uh, an S&P 500 type of thing that I win in a decade. And he won that bet. So what has happened, like everybody now is just putting their money in index funds. So S&P 500 goes up, NASDAQ goes up and you basically make money. And the theory is over the long run, these things tend to go up. That's all great and they're super cheap but what happens now is that like we've had a decade of the S&P 500 going up but the next three years it's unlikely that that will continue so high inflation no place to actually like get any return uh, too expensive to go to asset management not the, no interest in banks so what do you do now like if you have money what do you do and that's sort of like where we're thinking, hmm, there should be something there that like an index where you just buy an index token and then others make sure it gets invested in such a way that like it beats the market. And if the market goes down, you can go short. If the market goes up, you can go long. So, so it's not only like the current indexes that only know how to go long when the market goes up. And uh the thing we do like about uh, the current index funds is that they're cheap. So we want to even make it cheaper. So can we make something that like investors just pay gas fees to like rebalance their assets? 
and and then buy a token and it now is automatically invested in market beating um long and short positions and that last part that's the key to the how there but that's exactly what pollen is focusing on so are you saying that someone who has money now the traditional forms are not going to work because asset management too expensive indexes not going to go up the whole time they they, they reach a the peak almost so looking at pollen and do you do so it's cheaper do people have to actually actively invest or can they just buy the token and then do nothing and let it sit or, or how does it work so we've actually separated the problem into two parts mm -hmm. so where the the indexes let's part that for a moment let's focus on like how do we know where to invest and how to like uh, get to market beating uh, investment portfolios. Well, for that, we, we've copied some uh, ideas from traditional finance. Uh, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with uh, copy trading or like prediction markets, but we are using those and we've added some new innovations around them. So on one side, Pollen Virtual, you go there and you play uh, your portfolio out against others. You stake a little bit of the pollen token, and now you see, hey, my basket of portfolio or my basket of assets is it better than yours? Does it make a profit while yours doesn't? So, so that's the the basic thing. We start competing, and if let's say that you're the expert and I'm not. Uh, your basket continuously, uh, every time that you rebalance it, goes up in value. Mine goes down. So what happens now is that you become the first in the leaderboard, while I am perhaps at position 5,000. So I'm going, hmm, I want to know how Jillian does that. I want to have like the performance Jillian has. So with copy trading, which we call delegation, I can put my pollen into following you. Mm -hmm. And by doing so, if you go from like $100 uh, um, dollars to like $200, everybody that follows you will see that same uplift. So imagine that a million follows you, that will then become 3 million and you will get 20% of the profit. So that extra 2 million that you create, you'll get 20% on it. Uh, so that means 400,000. And this is following what, what I call the, the, the influencer model on YouTube. So you have Mr. Beast making millions and you have millions trying to be number two uh, that makes millions. And this is the power law we see all over. So we're seeing that same with, uh, with investors. Can we make it that like some really good star investors uh, gets uh, paid quite a lot of money through delegation and other type of uh, ways, and then um, others just follow them, and and we now get the information about like you know what's going to happen in the market because like you are the last twenty times that you predicted you were nineteen times right for instance. Yeah. Now, the problem is you still are like 5% um, wrong. So, so if we would just follow you alone, then like 5% of the time you make a mistake and that might be a big mistake. So, so that doesn't really cut it. So what we do is we rank everybody and, and on uh, our beta, we had 7,500 people. 
And we then take the top 50. And we take the collective view of the top 50, not your view, the second, the third, but like collectively, what do you think the market will do? What would be a basket uh, that if we would invest in, um, it would take your collective intelligence? And what we found out is that approach beats any of the other approaches we've seen, uh, like just following like um, uh, uh, Bitcoin or like CCI 30 or other type of like indexes, um, they don't perform in the same way as like if you just take enough people, pick the experts and collectively see what they want to do. So that's how we get the data. So now if we on one side, get the best data and on the other side have an index that takes that data and invests and you just buy some index tokens from that index you basically don't have to pay them because they're getting paid to the game and these indexes just can beat the market um so you don't even have to pick your top leaders you no. the system picks the top and, and is 50 is that like a, a figure that that makes the most sense well, this is the, the thing. We, we're not building an index. We're building an index factory where mm -hmm. you as an investor can jointly say, okay, we want to pick the top 50 or we want to do this or that. Give me an index that does that. And then you buy the tokens from that index and, uh, and with the money that you use to buy, automatically assets are bought every day and, and, and swapped. And... Um, and, and you can also make like indexes that go very specific. And, and what this is, we call it leaks. So what we found out is, imagine I'm at position 3000. Um, it's unlikely I'm going to become ever number one. So I might lose interest in playing the game because I can never uh, make uh, a lot of money. Um, so the solution to that is to make specialization. Uh, so in a league, I can go and, for instance, spe specialize in like DeFi or the eco tokens we talked about before. I might be the number one in eco tokens, but very, very bad in general investment. Well, in the eco token league, I can now be number one. And these leagues can also be sponsored. So if there's some kind of eco companies that want to attract my attention, they would sponsor the eco league. So again, I can make money predicting where the eco tokens will go tomorrow and that's on the virtual side and then an index can just say i'm the eco index if you want to invest in the best eco tokens uh i do that automatically for you so you have active people who are following who understand of experience and then the rest the hoi polloi which i would be one of those they just decide to to follow different different uh, leagues, if you like, or, or, or different groups. Yeah, so, so let me separate it because it's, it's a little bit complicated. On one side, it's a virtual game to find the data. On the other side, it's the actual investment based <coughs> on that data. So if you want to show that you're good, you play in the leagues. And, and the reason why you want to play in the leagues could be that you, you could be also playing with your family and friends and show that you're the better investor or... Um, we, we also allow leagues to compete with one another. So it could be the Oxford versus Cambridge League type of thing. Okay, a bit so, of yeah, rivalry. Yeah, rivalry, because the more people tell us what the market will do and the better we can then rank them, 
the better the information becomes uh, for the indexes to buy. So if you're just an investor that wants uh, to invest in the best eco tokens, you buy that index token from that eco index. And it just asks every day to the top 50 um, eco traders, what's your prediction uh, for the market? Which tokens will go long, which tokens will go short, and which tokens should I now um, uh, sell that I don't longer need? And that's what the index does. Is that why you call it home of the hive mind? Yes. It's like a hive, it's a fuzzy bee. It's bees, hives, uh, that, that pollination, uh, all of that like uh, working together to get uh, to that like, well, it's not honey, it's like market insight, market prediction, because then the indexes can use that information. And how will that succeed against other DeFi products? Uh, like, you know, way, for example, I know there's some, we're in a bear market now, and there's quite a few DeFi products that are, are um, uh, not doing performing so well, and some, some CeFi products which are falling over totally. How would people have um, sort of confidence in pollen? How do you build that in? So, so basically, pollen is an ecosystem more than like a product because a lot of the existing DeFi players can actually add value. So if you're an eco marketplace, well, you can have your own league where you invite people from your community to play and tell the rest of the world that they're the best eco trader. And as such, that information can now be used for an eco index that buys directly from your eco marketplace. So if you're an eco marketplace, you want to be there. If you're a collector's marketplace with like uh, cigars and expensive watches and so on, you can tokenize those things. You can have, again, your leak and your, your index. So, so for very specific groups that have specific type of tokens, the leaks and the indexes can help them um, create more transactions on their platform. If you're a DeFi protocol that's yield generation based, then you can also integrate because uh, if you have an index, it has a set of assets that it holds. So if it's a DeFi index, for instance, it has, for instance, today, uh, 20 DeFi tokens. And then tomorrow it changes three of them for three other ones. But all those tokens are just sitting there, not doing anything. Uh, so we have the concept of vaults where you store them on, on, on the blockchain, but you could also have a yield generating vault. So while we're not doing anything with a certain uh, token, why don't we put it to generate some extra yield by uh, giving it to some over collateralized lending or some other type of like staking mechanism so that like uh, it can generate extra money. And then the last part is we're working on a sort of like, we call it the module store because the way our indexes are made, it's like Lego blocks. You can like, pick some block out and put another in its place. So if you don't like the vaults I just uh, mentioned and you want a regulated custodian to hold all the assets, you pick out this block and you put a regulated custodian in. And now some third party will manage the assets. And if you want to have like KYC, AML and other type of regulated modules, you'd be also able to add that so that 
people that want to make regulated indexes would be able to create regulated indexes that like have regulated reporting and tax and risk management and whatever. So what we're trying to create is this ecosystem where like, hey, everything in the foundations is open source and freely available. But if you partner, you can like uh, generate extra value uh, for customers and as such make money on top. So it's much more than your commoner gardener DeFi app. You're, you're, you're bringing in partners and other groups and, and people who can tokenize whatever they want to tokenize and, and set up their own leagues. It's quite big. Well, I, I don't like to innovate with something small that can't change the world. I like to go to a 10 trillion index fund market and come up with a better way of doing it. That's what really excites innovators because what I've seen with the pension funds and so on, a lot of that is invested in things where like, yeah, 2008 was a good example, it was supposed to all go well and then, and then it didn't. What I like is the transparency of these blockchains because you can now see if there's a, an error somewhere. It's not like some kind of hidden thing behind uh, the curtain that all of a sudden explodes. So uh, although crypto values are going down, a lot of things are tokenized uh, nowadays from like jointly buying buildings to, to like the, collect, uh, the collectibles or other type of things. So there's a lot of things that you could use in indexes uh, that could be used. If you go short on them, even if the market goes down, you could make money. So there's a lot of interesting things you can do with this concept. Wow. <coughs> As I say, it is, it's a very large um, concept. So where are you at at this stage? Are you yeah. beta? Good question. So, so we are on mainnet with Pollen Virtual, uh, which means everybody that wants to play goes to app.pollen.id and they can like uh, see if they are uh, an ugly, good or great trader. So uh, you can be ranked against everybody else. Uh, you can do this for almost no money. You, do, you buy a handful of pollen, you buy a little bit of AVAX, and, and you can uh, start rebalancing your portfolio and see how good you are. We are in the next weeks adding leaks um, so that it will be possible to, to go. And if you're not the number one on the overall leaderboard to, to specialize in the future. So that's uh, coming soon. And shorts is also uh, coming soon. So that's all pollen virtual and leaks. What we're now doing is we're um, raising uh, money for our index fund token uh, because we're setting up the automated indexes and we have a prototype there, but uh, that's where we're uh, currently uh, focusing uh, our capital raise to accelerate that part. I love, so it's the good, the great and the ugly. I got that right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope, the they're, out, let's the hope they're outstanding and, and, and better. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm definitely in the only group. Okay, that is fascinating. So um, if people want to find out more, Martin, where should they go? And, and they, they can start practicing now with their little virtual pollen and get an idea if they are good, great, or ugly, which is kind of yes. helpful. So, so id from yeah. ID from index is where they can start practicing and pollen.id, they can get more information. Brilliant. Well, this sounds fascinating. I look forward to hearing more about the trillion dollar marketplace in months to come. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on 
Twitter at Irish underscore tech news on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News on LinkedIn linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news on Instagram instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE and on TikTok tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News